Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here with my griefy gal sidekick, Alana. And we are here to celebrate episode 50. Holy smokes. Like, wow. We launched this podcast in honor of our mother on her birthday, January 17th. And this episode, oddly enough, is about our father's birthday that had just passed. (laughs) And so it's kind of interesting how this is episode 50 and we're going to be talking about our dad's birthday that just happened and we launched it on our mother's birthday. But anyways, I am so excited to be here today to talk about griefy shit, you know? All the griefy shit. All the griefy shit. Okay, so when you grieve someone or something you usually have a year of firsts I mean you have a lifetime of firsts but the things that happen every year you have firsts the holidays specific situations that you always do with your family and birthdays your birthdays but also their birthdays and November 13th was our father's birthday it would have been his 67th birthday and I am so grateful because Last year, he was living in, it's not palliative care, but almost palliative care. He was living in the hospital and I was flying to Winnipeg um, just after we sold our mother's house. I was flying to Winnipeg and then flying to see my sister in Toronto before she packed up her life in Toronto and moved back to Winnipeg. And it just so happened that the dates overlapped was my dad's birthday. And I'm so grateful that I got to spend last birth his last birthday with him. And me and his mother, our Babalea, we went and hung out with him. And our Babalea had just won big at the casino. And, you know, he was so happy to get a birthday card and some cash. <laughs> um, and it was just really beautiful. And like, I, you know, in my gut, I knew it was probably his last birthday. Um, and, you know, forever grateful for the gift of time. And, you know, maybe we can just talk about how important birthdays were to him. And it wasn't really like, oh, I'm celebrating still being alive because he was given a year and a half to two years left to live and he made it three and a half. Mm-hmm. But he was just he was like really fixated on getting to, to 65 and he did it and he surpassed it. Yeah. And he was our dad loved to reach certain milestones, which got him certain things. And in Canada, if you reach 65, you get, I think it's like your CPP or your OAS, one of the, one of the things. And he was like, once I get to 65, my income is going to double. And then I could do all of these things. Um, and so he was so fixated on turning 65 for the longest, literally since he turned 60. Um, and so we were so grateful that he was able to get to 65 and, 
get whatever this benefit is um, because that I think was a good, was good for him, especially gave him a sense of, of purpose and mm-hmm. a sense of like independence um, because he did struggle a lot financially due to his health and his addiction. Um, so birthdays were important to him. Yes. Like Blair said, not be, not because well, it wasn't sure. celebrating oh i'm alive it was celebrating like one step closer to a milestone yeah a, a yeah. financial milestone and and just like to 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 fill in what alana just said he was on a disability like a disability pension and it wasn't really enough to live and it was like the bare minimum and so when he got to 65 he would have had enough money to like not just get by but Anyways, so he made it to um 66 and a half. No, wait, I'm bad at math. I don't know, 66. He made it to 66 and a quarter. And a quarter. So <laughs> yesterday, November 13th. First, I want to tell a funny story about like his birth. Um, his birth? Yeah, his birth. Okay. His actual birthday. And I think this is really cool. Um, Were you there? <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was the nurse. <laughs> so... His birthday is November 13th. And obviously I celebrated on social media or with him. And one of my friend's moms reached out to me. And what I learned was that one of my best friends, Daniel, and I don't even think he listens to this podcast, but I'm going to send him this episode. Daniel is like one of my closest friends. We became friends. Like I think elementary school went to daycare together. We worked in Georgia together, went to school together. We've done all the things. Um, And, you know, his mom is named Sharon. Our mom's named Sharon. And, you know, I really treasure our friendship. And one day his mom reached out to me and it's, I think it's because I wish my dad happy birthday on Facebook. And this was only a few years ago. And she's like, oh, your dad and I have the same birthday. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. She's like, yeah, we were literally born in the same room at the same time. So my, one of my like good friends, one of my best guy friends, (laughs) mom and my dad were born in the room together. Like the, the, my, my grandma and Daniel's grandma were giving birth at the same time in the same room in the same hospital. So I thought that was really crazy because like full circle about us being friends. So there's a positive story. Um, and I think it's really cool, but um, you know, yesterday, like I knew going into this weekend that November 13th was going to be hard. I knew it was a first, mm-hmm. it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And, but I woke up and I felt really, you know, I felt sad and looked at my Facebook memories and looked at the past. And a couple of years ago, actually me and dad did an interview for a podcast together. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool interview and I was watching it and it was just nice to hear his voice. And I haven't sat through it cause I started to watch it and then I cried <sighs> and it just was really hard, but yeah, like yesterday was interesting and Alana, like, I know you woke up, you were in a different time zone ahead of me and you made a really funny and beautiful post on social media and I did the same and it led both of us to checking my dad's social, our dad's social media. Yeah. Yeah. So I had woken up, I was in Toronto. I was visiting for the first time since I left, which was nice and it was actually a good distraction, but I did definitely feel a little like irritable yesterday and that's probably because of that um but yeah so I made this post here I'll I'll read I'll read my post first how about and then I'll, I'll read some of the other posts that people shared with him so 
I'm not going to read like what I wrote on the post, but I'm going to read something that was posted within the post. So I posted a few photos. One was me, Blair and dad when we were kids. One was from a few years ago. And then my dad near the end or his time within Riverview, he would get meals every day. Um, he became a food critic. <laughs> he became a food critic and an everything critic, but he was always an everything critic. So um, when we were in his final days, we were just kind of like looking around, looking in the drawer, seeing what was up. And there was like random receipts and papers and whatnot, which is funny because we always knew my mom did that, but I don't think we knew that our dad was like that as well. Anyways, so here is a meal plan that he saved from October 21st, 2021. Um, he wrote, so he was given one pepper, one white sugar. Then he was given one gravy and he puts a check mark next to it. One meatloaf, a check mark. Then pierogies and sour cream. And he writes, right on with two exclamation marks. Then he gets also niblet corn which he wrote gross with two under with two underscores and then some other stuff for like coffee, then fresh apple slices. And he wrote every day. And then the next one was just a random note saying, which is just like, I feel like defines him in so many ways. Why no nurse on my area to cover for a break seems irresponsible underscore. So, or underline. So that's what I posted. And so Blair and I, well, mostly Blair was checking my dad's social media and sent me some posts and I, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading of. Wait, before you do. Yeah. I want to just say that there was a lot of really beautiful messages saying that happy birthday. I miss you. Okay. So there, there was, there was a handful of those and back to you. So let me do a little preamble. Some people use who use Facebook will use it for the purpose of like people's birthdays just to wish them a happy birthday they don't necessarily check their profile they're just like oh it's so-and-so's birthday I should write them a message I don't think you need to be wishing everyone in the world happy birthday and this is why so this first post so again this was written on November 13 2022 may each and every day hour and minutes of this year of your life fill with caps fun happiness and good health emojis may you get the best of everything wish you a super happy birthday may you have many more birthdays well that person clearly didn't know our father passed away nope not at all so blair we chatted and Blair decided to comment like our father passed on February 18th, 2022. You think that would be it, right? Nope. So there was another one. Hello. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. This one is really good. <laughs> this one's really good. This one's really good. Okay. But like also like ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I, I cackled. Okay. Hello, Leonard. Happy birthday. You've made another circle around the sun and today is your special day. So dance as if no one is watching and keep a positive perspective in the coming year. You are greatly loved. Enjoy light of the moon as a unique gift from blank. I'm not going to put this person on blast. And then this person linked their website. <laughs> yeah, he did. Leonard did not, in fact, make it 
for another circle around the sun. He barely made it halfway. He didn't make it even halfway around the sun. So I think it's really great to wish people happy birthday. Alana says, don't wish everyone. I think if you're going to wish someone happy birthday on social media and you get the indication it's their birthday or it's in your calendar, maybe go to their profile and check on them first, especially because it seems like people are dying more often. Like Everyone is dying. And well, and also this happened with mom too. And I'm just going to scroll and see. because I Wait, I'll tell you what happened with mom that really pissed us off right after mom died. Remember that letter we got? It was like oh. a letter from someone who is in business is also my, he was my mom's patient and he was like trying to get votes for something. For, for a party that my mom, for the conservative party, we were, as we, we as the Kaplan family, our politics may not align with the, the conservative party. And it was like, a, like a get out and vote. And it said like, hello, Sharon. And I was so offended. We, I think I tweeted them, but like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, read the room. Look at the obituary section. Yeah. I do every single day. Well, it's 2022. It's like, if you have a mailing list, that yeah. you, you should be updating it frequently, like once a month. Like hire an intern to research, you know, to see if it's updated. And yeah, I mean, back to the birthday thing on social media. I know a oh, lot of this is done. done out of, I know this is all done out of, like a lot of it's done out of innocence and it's meant, you know, it was meant from the goodness of people's hearts. And like, in all fairness, you know, our father didn't really, I don't think he really had a huge social circle. Like Locally. one of his closest friends, I didn't even know how to get in touch with her. And he was, she was such a saint to him. Like she helped him move and she, she was really great to him. But when he died, I didn't know how to get in touch with her. And she only recently connected with me. And she said she hadn't heard from our dad in a while and Googled him and saw his obituary. So she added me to Facebook and we messaged. And I was like, thank God, because I like, I was like, how do I get in touch with this person? Um, but yeah, like, you know, sometimes when someone dies, it makes the rounds of the community or the news or whatnot. And sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, I just think like moving forward, this really taught me a lesson in sensitivity. Um, Alana, you're going to read mom's. Yeah, so there was two. One was just a generic happy birthday post. So clearly one of those like, oh, it's someone's birthday. Let's wish. And then this was another one. Happy birthday, exclamation mark. Have a terrific day and all the very best to you and your family for a wonderful year ahead. Smiley face. In the ground. <laughs> In the ground. And then I had posted this on, I think, in my Instagram story, because this is where it is. And I wrote, so uh, should I break the news to them? <laughs> Because this was also uh, like almost a year later because mom died very shortly after her 62nd birthday. Oy vey. Anyways, griefy gals. Social media is a trigger. I mean, we know everything's a trigger. Um, you know, when I saw people wishing dad happy birthday, I, like I felt really frustrated and mad. Like I did comment on a lot of them just like updating them that like dad died. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it. I'm like, should I have not done that? And like- Why? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, the whole situation's weird. The whole situation's yeah. weird. But um, I think what I'm going to do is someday soon turn both mom and dad's Facebook pages into memorials. Mm. Um, I just want to make sure that we're not going to lose some of the really important things that we have. Yeah. like but I don't think true. we will. I think it's just so like to let people know that they passed away. So that is one way to mitigate this, but we didn't do it yet because we haven't done a lot of things. We haven't done a lot of things because <laughs> grief is fucking hard. Yeah. So 
anyways, I think, you know, we've, we've done pretty good these 50 episodes. I've handled a lot of interviews. I've done some episodes on my own. I've done some replays. Alana, you've come back into the fold more, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a lot of really great interviews and people who are expressing interest who want to be interviewed and share their story coming up. It's mm-hmm. very it's very cool to see what's coming down the pipeline. So do you have anything to add on the topic of social media birthdays? Yeah, maybe just like click the profile and see if they're alive. Yeah. So if you're going to wish someone happy birthday and you haven't spoken to them for a while, take the second or two to click on their profile and see if they're still alive. There's a really good chance that if they're not, There'll be a message or two saying, you know, from a family member or a loved one. And if you wish someone a happy birthday and you find out they're dead, maybe respond to their family and send your condolences. Because that is also mm-hmm. something that is really appropriate to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Blair, before we go, because I know you did comment on these. Did any of them respond to you? No. Okay, interesting. And, you know, I mean... Who even know? I don't know. Like some people don't have, get notifications. Some people probably didn't know how to respond. I mean, I did comment probably on at least 10 of them. Hmm. Um, and then I stopped. There was 10? There was more. There was, oh, like, yeah, you can go count them after I'm going to go look. Yeah. Um, I felt like 10. It felt like a million. But, <laughs> you know, it's cool. I was just in Texas and, and now I'm here. And, you know, I live somewhere where a lot of eagles are. Mm-hmm. And I was out for a bike ride in Texas at this ranch and we saw an eagle soaring and it was so beautiful. And I felt a really strong presence. I don't know who's or what, but today I was looking out my window and I saw an eagle soaring over the snow-capped mountains and obviously a different eagle because Texas is very far from British Columbia. And I had that same feeling. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a sign from dad. Maybe. Maybe. Hello, dad. Hello, dad. I hope you're getting um, all of the government benefits in the afterlife. Yeah. All <laughs> he's, you know, living his best afterlife life. Mm-hmm. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Radical Resilience. Remember, if you're wishing someone a happy birthday and you haven't heard from them in a while, maybe just check and make sure they're still alive. <laughs> thank you for following along with us for 50 episodes and to the next 50 and beyond. It's Blair Kaplan Venables and Alana Kaplan, and we are here to remind you that it's okay to not be okay. You are resilient. You got this. You are not alone. Thank you. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.